What is the cost of a data breach? Hi, this is Tom Field, Editorial Director with Information Security Media Group. The long-awaited Ponemon report is out talking about the latest breach statistics, and we're privileged to be speaking with Larry Poneman, the chairman of Poneman Institute. Larry, thanks so much for joining me. Well, thank you, Tom. It's a pleasure to be here. So the report is just out. What would you say are the headlines from this latest annual report? Oh, gosh. Well, probably the number one headline is the cost of data breach is still significant. And why is that important? Um, every year we're surprised by the fact that the cost of data breach increases. You know, a lot of people believe that you know, over time the public's immune to all of this and we become complacent to data breach notification really don't care very much about companies losing our data, but it's not true. It seems that people, uh, the public at large, we really care deeply about uh, about data breach. We don't like it. We don't want companies to lose their data, and we certainly don't want uh, the cyber criminals to gain access to this information. Larry, is it too simplified to say what is the cost of a data breach this year, or can you give us a hard stat on that? Let me give you a hard stat. Um, last year, the cost of data breach was as measured on a per-compromised record basis, sometimes referred to as a the per-victim cost, was $202. And this year, it's a whopping $204. So it's actually a $2 increase on a per-compromised record basis, which, by the way, doesn't sound like a lot, but suppose you had a data breach that was like 100,000 records. It could be a small fortune. Yeah, that makes sense. What do you find to be the biggest changes this year since the previous year's report? Well, the biggest change this year, there are actually several. Um, you know, number one, the cost categories, the, the proportion of costs against different activities that we measure um, basically stayed pretty constant, but there were really some notable exceptions to that. One notable exception was the legal defense cost category. Uh, usually that's not a large cost for an organization based on you know, a whole bunch of factors, but this year that legal defense cost increased by more than 50%. And we think that that's kind of a uh, an indicator, maybe a leading indicator, that companies are starting to recognize the, the possibility, the real possibility that they might someday face a very expensive uh, litigation, maybe even a class action litigation. Interestingly about that cost category, the legal defense category, it was across our whole sample. So it was in financial services, telecom, uh, the retail uh, industry sector, and so forth. Larry, beyond the hard cost to an organization, what are breaches costing in terms of some of the soft costs? Well, one of the soft costs, and even though we call it soft, it's a real cost to an organization is the brand impact. An organization that has a data breach, unfortunately, it's a bad fact. People care deeply about it, and it affects the, the hard-earned reputation of organizations. Now, while it's a soft course, it's a soft cost, excuse me, it could be enormously expensive for an organization to have to get back to where they were. Um, so that's number one. The other soft costs that we look at would be things like turnover and churn. Loyalty, customer loyalty would also be affected. So we think that if you take the sum of all of these soft costs, even those that aren't measured in our model, it could be pretty expensive. And companies need to pay attention to the costs that may not be on a balance sheet or in a financial statement because they are really a huge economic burden for them. 
Now, you've had a chance to certainly go through lots of different uh, data from this, this report. What breach trends are you detecting as we uh, go into 2010? Well, Tom, it's an interesting question, and every year we try to figure out, so what's the root cause of the data breach and different costs associated with different root causes? And uh, the three broad categories of root cause include negligence, system glitches, and malicious and criminal attacks. In the category of malicious and criminal, this year we noticed that, by the way, that category increased by almost, almost twice, so it really went up quite a bit. But in that category, we started to see something that we never saw before, which were like data stealing, malware, botnet attacks. These, these insidious technologies worm their way into systems, you know, maybe even going from an endpoint to the network and have the ability to signal out data. And so, number one, these, uh, these, these technologies are, are, not, are truly insidious. They're very difficult to detect. And once it's detected, it's not really clear that you have a companies have a strategy for getting it out. And the fact is that if, in fact, this is a data stealing malware in the hands of a criminal, you know, an organized criminal organization in some other country, perhaps, or even state-sponsored criminal activities, this experience by Google, it could be unbelievably costly to the data breach victim. Now, think about it: if you have a data breach that resulted from a USB memory that fell out of your pocket and, you know, you saw it fall on the, the train track and the train ran over it, even though it is officially a data breach, it's really not going to lead to a harm to the individual. But in the case of data stealing malware, obviously, you know, there's someone that is looking for something, and when they get your data, it's probably going to lead to a big, potentially a bigger problem for the, you know, for the data breach victim. So that definitely is a trend this year. Root, uh, the root cause of negligence and system glitch um, events were much less costly than when it was involved a malicious or criminal attack. Larry, how should organizations respond to the report? Well, that's a good question. I think organizations need to take a cold, hard look at what they're doing today to mitigate or reduce the risk of a data breach. They should look at the data breach report that we issue as a warning sign that they, too, can become uh, an organizational victim. I mean, we had one case study out of the 45 case studies where we do this in-depth analysis where the company spent over $31 million to deal with a data breach. Now, it may not be $31 million. In fact, our average was about $6.7 million, but that's a lot of money. That is a, an enormous amount of money to spend. And in times like these where you know, every dollar counts, uh, an organization can't really afford necessarily to have another three to four to five to six or more million dollars on something like this. And keep in mind that a data breach, this isn't an annual event. It can happen more than once. It can happen, happen several times. So it's not a good idea to have them. The other issue, lesson to be learned, is that if you do have a data breach, there are probably things you can do to at least reduce some of the cost burden. And what we find is that organizations that have a, for example, the chief information security officer, and have a good governance process in place. You know, you're not going to necessarily stop all data breaches, but when you have them, they're going to be managed more effectively and more efficiently. And so that would be a lesson learned. Other interesting findings, which was really a surprising finding from, from, for me and for our, our research team, 
Was that a fast response to a data breach, like going from detection to notification quickly, actually may not be a great strategy for an organization. You would think that the faster you report, the happier the individual. You know, no one wants to learn that you were sitting on this information for months on end and you could have done something with this data. But it turns out that companies that move too quickly are also sloppy and they over-report, actually report to people who really aren't breach victims. And so in the case where you have to balance quality versus time, um, I would say go with quality. But keep in mind that there's a point at which you're probably just going to be taking too long. You don't want to say, well, it took us a year to figure out who to report to. That's probably not an acceptable position. But if you need an extra few weeks, rather than trying to get it done in 30 days, maybe it's going to be five or six weeks. My guess is it's better to wait that little extra time and do it right. So that could be a good takeaway as well this year. Larry, a final question for you. As you mentioned, you had a chance to go through some in-depth case studies. From those, what sorts of words of wisdom would you offer to organizations looking to prevent data breaches in 2010? Well, now keep in mind our sponsor is PGP Corporation. I'm an independent, and we're an independent research organization. We love PGP, by the way, and we're customers of PGP. But I will say the number one takeaway is encryption is good. It's, it, it's a solution that is available, that's reasonable, that can be executed quickly, and organizations that have a strategic use of encryption tend to mitigate or reduce the risk of the data breach in a very significant way. So that's number one. There are other technologies that companies should consider, data loss prevention tools, definitely, and even access governance tools, identity and access management tools, you know, on the need-to-know basis, allowing people inside only under that rule, right, and not going more than that or not allowing more people to have access to some of the sensitive information. Technologies do make a difference, and so good technology is important. And, in fact, I'm going to take the, the bold step of saying an organization that doesn't use this technology is foolish because it's, it will pay for itself in dividends in a very short period of time. Number two, it's also about smart people, so you can't forget about training and creating manual control procedures with monitoring that allow an organization to stay a couple of steps ahead of the breach event. And finally, a breach event will occur. Even if you have the greatest tools, even encryption, it's still something that is, well, it's never fail-safe, right? There's always a possibility that you can have a mistake. Um, and keeping that in mind, an organization needs to have a plan in place, a crisis management plan that allows them to deal with this issue in the most effective way. And that's why it's important to have leaders like a CISO in place, because their job is to get her done right and to basically do it in a cost-efficient way. That's really the, the big takeaway, I think. Larry Wilson, I appreciate your time and your insight today. Well, thank you very much. We've been talking with Larry Poneman. The topic has been the cost and the scope of data breaches. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you very much.